Welcome to the Courage Meant to Go podcast, where we share good news, great laughs, and real life stories to encourage you as you face life today. And so much more. Welcome to Courage Meant to Go. This is your host, Mitch, and my beautiful wife, Caitlin. How are you doing today, Caitlin? Oh, I'm doing great. I don't even know what episode number it is because we're starting basically fresh and new because of lack of podcasts. Here we go. We're 2.0. Yes, 2.0. We are a new model, a new version. It's a new new year almost. Almost. We're what, December 12th. 12th. There we go. Today is December 12th when we're recording this. And uh, we've been through, been through quite a few, quite a bit since our last podcast. So I'm not even sure when that was. When was that? Like, well, it's been a little while. We'll just go with a little while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're just gonna just start off with a bang. You know, our our kids are almost four and six, and they're full of energy. Yes. And that's probably what's taken up a little bit of our time. But no excuses. We've just been slacking. Yep. Mainly me. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's a new year. It's almost a new year. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start our New Year's resolution before the new year and just start now on December 12th. Um, we just had church today. It was mm-hmm. a great service. Um, Caitlin, what is your favorite Bible story about Christmas? Mm, favorite Bible story about Christmas. Well, it's probably the only story that I really know about Christmas, which would be when Jesus was born. Wow. So there is no other like cool parts about the Jesus is born that you really like. Um, There's like the wise men, which is later on. That's a big controversy, but that's later on, maybe a year Mm -hmm. or two. What about shepherds? What about the the stinky stable? What about Mary and Joseph? Mm. Maybe you're right. I guess I always assumed that this was all one big story, but... If you go see The Chosen, The Messenger's version, which is very, very good, by the way. Very good. Um, they didn't tell about the shepherds, which I was kind of bummed because I think that's a really cool part about the shepherds. So maybe that is the, my favorite part is about the shepherds. What do you mean they didn't tell about the shepherds? They they kind of stopped as soon as baby Jesus was born. And uh. they, they didn't include the shepherds and the wise men because that's kind of not the point. I guess the point is baby Jesus. But my favorite part... I, I do like that they the angels first appeared to the shaggy, smelly, lowest at the bottom of the totem pole shepherds first, and they were the first ones to so come and see. So really, your favorite? You're a shepherd fan. I am a shepherd fan. Is that why you married me? Are you a shepherd? Well, I guess technically you are a pastor. So. Yeah, so I'm a shepherd of the flock now. And when we started dating, I was a shepherd of teenagers. Ooh, they let about I anybody. Should have do ran that, away. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have to have any qualifications other than, do you want to hang out with a bunch of teenagers and tell them about Jesus? And most people say, no way. And I said, Yahweh. Yahweh. Because only God can do it. Yeah, that's my Jamaican version. That's a good one. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm glad that after 10 years of marriage, you still sometimes chuckle at me. Every once in a while, honey. Every once in a while. Ah, well, that's getting too mushy. Um, so, on to a, on to a more serious note, um, we are around the Christmas time. And um, one of my stories I really like is about uh, John the Baptist's dad. His name's Zechariah. He was a priest. He was pretty awesome. Um, he actually spent a week in the in the temple, and he got spend time some, with God. And God told him something funny, so he kind of chuckled at God. 
And he said, hey, you guys are going to be having a baby. <laughs> what was funny about that? He <laughs> he actually says um, they were unable because they were very old. Does it say how old they were? It doesn't. Okay. Not that I noticed. Okay. Or that I remember. He says, yeah. And so he kind of promises the birth of John to Zechariah. And he says he's going to prepare the way for the Messiah, the Lord, which is a very big deal. And it, and this was prophesied and Zechariah was spending time in there and he told him that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Do you remember anything else about that story? Not really. Besides that he laughed and Elizabeth, his wife, um, was very excited and she was Let's see, they were they were expecting um, John the Baptist, what, about four months before Mary and Joseph? Yeah, it was, it was, four a, months it was a few months, yeah. Yeah. Four, six, something like that. I'm not sure. And I learned doing a Advent activity with the kids. Maybe I did know this, but it just kind of, that Gabriel, the angel that told Zechariah that you're going to have a child, was the same angel, Gabriel, who told Mary. And Zechariah laughed, and Mary was very, uh, she obeyed, and she said whatever whatever the Lord wants, um, I will do. I will serve the Lord. So that's kind of cool. Right. And, uh, yeah, it happens that way sometimes. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. He Maybe actu- that's the difference between a man and a woman. So a man laughs and a woman ponders and does the right thing. <laughs> the woman obeys. The man laughs. <laughs> okay. And he doesn't get to talk until the baby's born. Yeah. <laughs> Zechariah actually questions the angel, which is pretty impressive because most people... If an angel talks to me, probably not questioning them I much. probably wouldn't say much. I don't know what I would say. Um, like, they, I'd be a little scared. A sometimes little you'd probably have to clean up a puddle underneath me when the <laughs> angel was gone. Um, <laughs> really. So Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? Like, hello, an angel's telling you, I'm an old man now and my wife is also long in years. And the angel says, I stand in the very presence of God. Like, who are you to question me, basically? <laughs> That's my version. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. Don't we have a hard time accepting the good news? Why do we always question good news? Like, oh, yeah, Jesus came to die for you. That's really good news. So why do we question it all the time? Like, did you really come to die for me? Are you really able to do that for me? I guess it's just too good to be true. And but, I don't know. but it's it's happened. Like, the God always proves. Like, he tells the truth, and he always stands by it. He says, the angel said, but now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and, and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Maybe God did that for Elizabeth's sake. Maybe he did. <laughs> uh, maybe he did. And then good, the good news of it all is Zechariah was able to born to be, or excuse me, was able to speak after John the Baptist was born. And they said, yes, his name will be John. Hmm. Yeah, and then he got to do some prophecy and stuff like that. So, yeah, he was pretty excited about that. Um, I'm not sure that's my top favorite story of all time, but I I did want to go somewhere with this. (laughs) Um, One of the things that's been going on, and Caitlin, your mom, has been in the hospital for over 100 days. Wow. I haven't counted it lately. I just know it's over three months, and that's a long time. (laughs) This is her fifth hospital mm-hmm. sixth different place she stayed and uh we really have high hopes for this one 
Um, yeah. So a little backstory. My mom went in August 28th um, to a hospital for COVID and, um, and we are still, we're still f- trying to fight it. We're on the vent, we're on a trach, we're on. She's been on the vent till since a week and a half after she went in, right? Yeah. So yeah. COVID pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. COVID pneumonia. And yeah. We're a long ways through this. And I think the part that gets me, uh, two things of our kids, um, They've been very good through all this and it's hard because they really want to talk to her and they'll say hi to her, but she can't say anything back. Right. Um, So it's hard for me to watch our kids go through this with their grandma. Obviously watch my wife, but at the same time, I think it's really hard to not have a voice. Um, She's been struggling with anxiety as we all would. She's literally had a trach in for a couple months Mm. and she has no voice. So, just imagine with me for a second, this is basically torture on earth, is when you're struggling, you know many things probably hurt, and you see your family come in to see you a couple hours a week or a day, or somebody tries to go every day, and the nurses come in, and you literally, you, s- you open your mouth and you try to speak, but nothing comes out. Mm. That's very similar to how Zechariah was, mm-hmm. um, and he was probably like this for for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not nine, even going to speculate. Nine, yeah. Nine months, Eight probably. or nine months. Probably. <laughs> I mean, and so I think when God says, I will um, give strength to the powerless or, or he says, I'll stand up for those who can't speak. Um, he's talking about the orphan, the widows, the people that the world shuns all the time. Mm. But in this instance, I think it's super powerful that God, man, he used the people and he loves them. Um, but it's so hard to portray that to someone like your mom. So you go see your mom mm-hmm. at least once a week. Tell me how you deal with this, that mm-hmm. she can't speak, but you can. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I won't lie. I mean, it's it, it sounds horrible, but sometimes it's nicer when she's sleeping. Uh, there's a lot of times she's sleeping because she's dealing with a lot of anxiety. And um, sometimes the only way to do that is to give her some medicine to kind of calm her down and so it, it is sometimes e- it's not better but it's sometimes easier um when she's sleeping and I don't have to try to read her lips and try to you know calm her down and um I've definitely learned a lot through this whole process because it's been over three months and um you know we're kind of her advocate her voice and um especially now that she doesn't have one um because she tries to mouth words when she is awake but it's really hard to read lips who I can't it's really a tough thing for all of us so you know she's trying to tell us whatever and we're just like mom we don't understand like just almost like stop talking because we can't but it's like that's not what she wants either because she's she's a talker to begin with and so um if you know her anyways if you didn't know her you may think she's i want to go ahead <laughs> before you get more serious she's definitely a talker yeah. and nothing against the other sisters but she loves talking to caitlin because yeah. she knows yeah. caitlin really listens and like digs in <laughs> and so i can only imagine what she's trying to <laughs> get through her oldest daughter oh who knows I don't know, but, um, but I don't know. I, you mentioned the, the, how God gives power to the weak. And, um, I read that verse in my prayer journal this week and I mean, I've just been circling my mom in prayer, obviously these last three months and just praying for a Christmas miracle. I mean, I know it's, it'd be a huge, crazy thing, but man, just how awesome that would be. But, um, that verse popped up and I know we kind of talked about this this week, but, um, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no, um, 
might he increases strength. This is an interesting version. Um, it says, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. And this part was interesting. I didn't realize it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And I was like, I didn't know that said wait. I guess I, I don't know what I thought it said, but how we just wait on the Lord and he will renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And I mean, this has just been the longest waiting process in the world. We always say it's like a, it's like a horrible roller coaster and we just going up and down and up and down. Um, like yesterday we had good news today. We had bad news. Um, but I just feel like God just saying, just wait on me. Just watch what I'll do. But sadly, it's my timing, not yours, <laughs> which we don't as Americans, as humans, we don't like that. Um, we don't like to wait on things. We want it right now, um, our instant gratification. But God says, wait on me and I'm in control and you're not. Um, I know uh, I'll share one more story and then um, towards the beginning of this this situation, I know everybody will have different opinions on this and that's okay. Um towards the very beginning, we were still in the very first hospital. Me and I had my, um, I had my sermon ready for the nurse and doctor. I was going to go in there and I was going to demand this and this and this and be like, you need to do this. And as soon as I walked in, I said the first thing, you know, that nurse said something that I literally couldn't argue with. And it was like, God literally said, see, I'm not, I'm in control. You're not you know, you know, wait on me. And it was, it just shut me up. And I thought, wow, everything I planned, just scratch it because God worked that perfectly out where I I couldn't argue with what the nurse said and I could try, but it would, wouldn't get very far. And, um, I just feel like he's continually reminding me I'm in control. You're not, don't try to take control. I'm sure the nurses really love the fact that social media (laughs) is, is rampant. Um, Google is easy accessible. (laughs) That way everybody thinks they're partly a nurse Hmm. because I look this up and this up and this up and this up and, let me just tell you through all this process, I learned that people care, um, but they give you so many opinions mm. and that's all they are is opinions. And uh, they give you basically their own political stance on stuff. And they think that we're not taking proper care of the person we love because we're not fighting for them hard enough. I know we've been told that like you must not really care because you're not fighting for your mother-in-law hard enough or your mother. Um, they give us thousands of you know, antidotes that they found <laughs> offline um, from oils to uh, veterinarian medicines to vitamins to shots to, and I get it. Yeah. Um, we've tried it. We've tried yeah, a lot. We've tried a lot. And we, <laughs> we've suggested a lot. We've tried a lot. Um, we yeah. want to do more. I mean, there's, there's things that uh, are corrupt in every system. There's, yeah. there's things that are corrupt in the church system. I'm going to be honest with you. There's things that are corrupt in the hospital systems. There's things that's obviously corrupt in every system. And you try to get past that. Uh, one way that we show love as Christians is to have patience with people through these systems uh, because they don't need to see somebody that's uh, crazy or just uh, yelling at them. We wanted to yell at them. I'm sure there's times <laughs> that you wanted to yell at the nurses, the doctors, the, the staff. But, you know, they're there. They're short-staffed, first of yeah. all. We have to always remember this. Like, that's someone else's family member that you're yelling at. So while you're trying to stand up for your own family member, that's great, but you're yelling at someone else's family member. So you're putting other people below yourself. Mm, yeah. And there's definitely, it's been, it, the whole thing has just been eye-opening. And, and one, I, I definitely learned that I I was very smart and not following, <laughs> following being a uh, um, 
in the medical field. I could never do it. These people are amazing. That If you work in the medical field, thank you for what you do. It's just truly amazing. Um, but I mean, there's definitely nurses and doctors that do their job and there's some that I'm like, what are you doing? But thankfully they make up for it. I think the ones who are doing their job definitely make up for it. And they, it, it's truly amazing. And like Mitch said, I could go in and yell at them and, but that's not going to help anything. That's, I don't think yelling and proving my point is going to ever help anything. <laughs> and it really doesn't. I saw this at an early age with, um, my mom and dad being so frustrated at some people due to the way they were treating their kids. And I kind of wanted them to yell. I kind of wanted them to go in there. And my mom back in the day was a fireball. So I'm really surprised. <laughs> I think my dad did the best job of filtering my mother that anybody could ever do because she needed one. If anybody knows my mom in the past, she needed a filter. <laughs> or you may not know that because job, my, my dad did such a job filtering her. Um, I love you, mom. But uh, <laughs> but I think that uh, you want to do so much. Um, uh, in that Isaiah 40, that's where you're reading from or no? Yeah, Isaiah 40. Your version might be a little bit. Right. I, I love verse 28, though. When we were questioning things, we're like, what's going on? And he just says, have you never heard? <laughs> have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. And he never grows weak or weary. Uh, translation for me in my life, um, I think he's got it taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. And so we're, you know, we're just praying, um, Zeke and Caitlin have a date they've picked out for, I don't know how many months ago oh my goodness I can't I don't even know I'd have to go back and look at my back in November early November I said how awesome would it be Zeke if if Mima was home by um we call her Mima um December 18th and that's mostly because I get out of school my last day of school our last day of school is the 17th this Friday and I thought man we could have a whole week of Christmas activities with my mom and I've just so we've just started praying over December 18th like God bring her home bring her home and um you know that's only six days away now <laughs> and we're still praying around December 18th and it's cute because whenever I say something to Zeke um I was like um, is me going to be home for Christmas? He goes, no, December 18th. And he goes, or before I'm like, oh yes, of course we'll take before too. Um, but we keep praying over that. And, and I, I think it's cool. Cause I'm like, literally like I, we read a book once about having bold prayers. I think it was Mark Batterson book, maybe. I don't remember what it was called, but um, it's just about praying boldly. And if our prayers could ha could are possible without God, God's help, then our prayers aren't big enough. And, um, which I still struggle, I think, that with that because I still do these little tiny prayers. But that prayer is one that is like literally could not happen if God doesn't intervene. Right. I mean, you're talking about someone who hasn't <laughs> got out of a bed in over three months now. Yeah, exactly. Literally hasn't taken a step, right. hasn't walked. Um, but I love the fact that, uh, I mean, we think three months is a long time. Yeah. We really do. And there was a guy at the next to the pool, Bethesda? Bethesda, Bethesda. yep. Yep. 38 years laid there. 36? 38. 38 years. He laid there by that pool. Yeah. Hoping for help every day, hoping to get well. And uh, Jesus that day said, get up and walk. So I say that it can't be done physically. And it can't without without God's help. But uh, I think that's what God does sometimes. And if he doesn't send her home on the 18th, um, are we going to still believe? 
question. It's funny. I, I was actually talking to a friend this morning about that. And like, how will I describe that to my kids when she's not home? If, if she doesn't come home on the 18th, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. say when she's yeah. because God, I, I true, I do believe God still is in the miracle working business, but, um, and I thought, man, that's going to really stink to tell them that. But I thought instantly, I'm like, nope, I get to explain to them that our timing is not God's timing. And if he wants it to happen, it will. And we get to have a good chat with our kids about, you know, what God may have in store. And it's, we're not God. You know, if that was that easy, gosh, we would be all. <laughs> and here's what we're called to do as Christian people. Um, if you're listening, you're, you're going to really struggle at times in life. Yeah. We're called to give God glory either way. Yeah. Now, granted, I know some people, especially listening, has been through way worse than this. They've lost uh, a child. They've lost uh, mm -hmm. a loved one that's very close. And I can't speak to that. But I do, you know, I, I look at Daniel, because, well, maybe it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that got thrown into the fire. But they said, we're, we're going to worship God. If he doesn't save us, oh, that's a good one. we're going to worship God anyways. Yeah. Um, because we're not going to, we're not going to settle for a lesser God. And the lesser God is what the world offers. And the world says, no way. The world says, you don't have hope. The world says, uh, you're not worth anything because of what you've done. And God says, no, no, you're worth, you're worth so much. And, and I can do, I can do things. And oftentimes, you know, I've prayed even for stuff this week for friends and it didn't happen. And I was like, why, why God? Mm -hmm. And God says, well, um, it's probably to work on something that you can't see right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think let's give a little praise. Let's have a little praise session of what has transpired mm. through your mom's sickness well oh goodness so many if you look at the bigger picture um you know I think my 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 mom and dad's marriage has been strengthened because you know when you're fighting for your you know that that would definitely strengthen your marriage um I think it's brought different relationships closer together uh, my family extended family um it's definitely I think brought my dad a little closer to um just relationship with Jesus and just depending on prayer. I think all of us depending on prayer a little bit more than we used to. Cause I mean, how often do we say we pray, but it's just a morning prayer and an evening prayer, like, and before meals sometimes, you know, um, that makes you all depend on prayer just a little bit more and just, um, helped us appreciate our mom more, just appreciate one another more. It's, um, gosh, I mean, there's, there's just endless things that I think you can find in the midst of the chaos and the heartache. Yeah, and it's it's the it's the challenge. It's the challenge of it's amazing how many times behind the scenes we grumble about people we're getting together with. <laughs> I'm very much um, guilty of this. You grumble, well, I got to go here. I always joke, well, I got to go to my in-laws. Um, <laughs> you know, but now I'm like, man, I wish you know my mother-in-law was there. Uh, probably would have joked around and said, I wish she wasn't there many <laughs> times before. Although I really have always uh, been fine with Donna, but uh, it's amazing the difference. Um, you never know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, isn't it? Yeah, and um, I guess I would challenge people today <laughs> listening. My biggest things with just would just be challenge to um, just love people where they are. Um, that helps your own heart. That helps appreciate the people that you're with. Um, even the ones who just drive you nuts because there, there's some of those people. Um, you know, as you go to church, there's people, uh, I'm like, eh, 
probably wouldn't miss them a whole lot if they're not there. I know that sounds horrible, but I'm just being honest. And God says, love them where they are, because that's what I did. Huh. I loved them right where they were. I'm like, Eesh, that's stepping on your toes. <laughs> Stomping. What about it. your toes? Are you not? Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm curling mine underneath the couch right now. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so just I uh, love people. Um, because that's what that's what Christ did. He, he died for us while we were still sinners. And I'm like, every time, I, I tell you, anymore, every time I think about someone I'm frustrated with, I think, have I prayed for them? Mm. Have I forgiven them? And do I love them where they're at? Wow. And I'm just like, maybe, maybe no. <laughs> yeah. And remembering that Jesus created, God created them in his own image as well. You're not, you're not like the exception for that or they're not right. the exception. Right, just as much as he <laughs> created me. I'm like, and there we go with the humility thing. Yeah. And just reminded, well, this really turned into kind of preaching. Sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone, but maybe this is just what you need today. Yeah. I'm just so reminded that God says, you were created to serve others, not for others to serve you. Because that's, that's exactly what Jesus did. He, he came to serve others, not to be served. Yeah, I just think also, like, I just feel like there's so much heartache around right now. And I think with the holidays, it should be this time of hope and joy and, and beauty. And I think so many people are like, I just want to get through it and be done. Like, and it's just crazy. Like, I feel like we're on overdrive right now. Like, I feel like I've heard so many people say, I'm overwhelmed. I'm done. Like, I haven't done this or this or this. And just just rest and be at peace. And even if it's for that five minutes extra in the morning, you know, just like, and like you said, it's a different perspective change, like focusing on what you're thankful for. Um, you get a gratitude journal. If you don't have an extra journal, get a piece of paper and just write the things you're thankful for. Cause there's a, you can write probably a whole list of things to complain about and you're sad about and you're praying for, but what about things you're thankful for? I think everything can be, there's two sides to everything. And I think like this morning we got a text and I was just, I was an update on my mom and I was just crushed because last night it was a good night. And today I'm like, no, like I thought we were going forwards, not backwards. And then I read it again and I'm like, okay, but there's things to be thankful for in the midst of this. It's not, you know, the best um, news, but there's also things that we can be thankful for. So just remembering that I think is a huge, just changes your whole attitude. It really does. And uh, yeah. I think this was a great time together, a great time to a good kickoff and return. <laughs> um, a fun question to end. Yes. Um, favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Christmas movie? You go first if you know. Oh, I think mine would be Christmas Vacation. Mm, I could have guessed I that struggle get. I struggle getting past that, although I don't think it's extremely appropriate at all times. It's been a lot harder with the kids. And Yeah. Like we started watching Home Alone the other day, and within, what, 10 minutes I said, Nope, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of in agreement. I was like, wow, they said that in Home Alone? Yeah, like, within 10 minutes. Of yeah, <laughs> probably not even that, actually. <laughs> My, oh, man, I think, I don't know if I can get past Elf. Like, I just love Elf. I could watch it year round. It's so, it's so good. So, yeah, that would probably be my favorite. And I've only, and we've only watched Elf like once or twice so far this year. So, I've just been amazed by that. A favorite Christmas song right now. My goodness. I know this is hard. This is not easy. You do know it. You're like talking to the music woman. Like I love all music. Um Well, Lakin has a cr- favorite Christmas song right now. Lakin, what's your favorite Christmas song? Um Happy Birthday Jesus. <laughs> she said Happy Birthday Jesus. If you didn't hear her, that's very sweet. I'm surprised that's what she said. <laughs> and she also likes uh Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes. Uh, my favorite Christmas song, and you need to have one by the time I get done oh answering goodness. 
Um, it, I thought it was going to be Little Drummer Boy by King Country, but oh that's my. not what it ended up being. Um, my favorite right now is kind of a Christmas song, kind of not. It's called Gratitude by Brandon oh. Lake. can't steal that I one. can steal it <laughs> because I've been listening to it a lot, and I've kind of fallen in love with it. So It's a good one. You got nothing. I do, there's so many. I was I was okay. gonna say the one that always pops in my head is the most wonderful time of the so great. Such a great like classic. I love that song. It's very traditional Christmassy, but Fair enough. Um there you, go. you failed at that. Also, at the same time, last question is what food are you looking forward to most over this Christmas? Um Yeah, I I'm excited for food. We always like food. We're big food food fans. Big food fans. Um, my parents make pork chops for Christmas, so I am looking forward to a pork chop. That's our Christmas meal. That is really good. Um, I, I can't go wrong with sweet potatoes. I love good sweet potatoes, like casserole with the um, marshmallows and the brown sugar on top. Mm. That might be more of a Thanksgiving meal, but we'll make it happen for Christmas as well, so... All right, there you have it. There's <laughs> our favorite things we're looking forward to Christmas. And our kids seem to be wanting to hang out with us, and it's supposed to be rest time. So until yeah. next time, everyone, <laughs> thanks for joining us on Courage Meant to Go. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our podcast today. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you know anyone else that could use some encouragement, we'd love if you would share it with them. We're all in this together. So until next time, my friends, on Courage Meant to Go.